Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Greetings once again from the Promised Land here at the Sea of Galilee in Israel. We're continuing on in our teaching in the book of Philippians. And, and some might say, well, why the book of Philippians? I, I, I was looking for a Bible prophecy television program. Isn't this a Bible prophecy program? Well, yes and no. Not only is it a Bible prophecy program, also it's a program to prepare disciples of Messiah Jesus to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And I want to warn you of a snare uh, that is not uncommon amongst those who really follow after Bible prophecy, especially in America. And that problem is to continually learn and understand Bible prophecy and what's going on around us, but then to not prepare accordingly, not to make adjustments and learn the Word of God to be pleasing to Him in this very special generation. Uh, Luke 12, 47, we find our Messiah Jesus warning, and that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. And once again, the book of Philippians, you could think of it as a guide to make faithful servants who hear well done, that good and faithful servant, when they stand before the Lord. So what we're going to do is some review reading. We're going to look at Philippians beginning in chapter 2, verse 1. We're going to do some review reading from our last time together and then go into today's teaching. Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others." Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. 
Now, as we go into today's teaching, first, let's have a word of prayer together. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for all who are watching today. Please may your uh, word be anointed today, the teaching and hearing of it, that you might change us more into the image of Messiah Jesus and prepare us for the rapture and for the season we're in right now. We thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. So we see at the beginning of our teaching in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, that we are to be light bearers. Therefore, my beloved brethren, as you have always obeyed, not as my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. People who obey Jesus as Lord walk in the light as he is in the light, it says in, in the book of 1 John chapter 1. We, we walk with him, and to do that, we must obey him. We must obey Jesus as Lord. It's a very foreign concept, increasingly so today, in modern Christianity. It's, to, it's simple. Obey Jesus. Look at Luke 6, 46, as Messiah Jesus is talking. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say. And then we need to remember that the entire Bible is the word of our Lord Jesus, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Let me briefly explain. Doctrine, sound teaching about the Lord our God. Uh, reproof, you're going the wrong way correction. Here's the right, right way and instruction in righteousness. How to walk righteously after our righteous Savior, Messiah Jesus. I can't tell you how many times I've lost count of how many Christians and even church and congregational leaders who say, I know the Bible says, but about any certain, I know the Bible says this about this particular issue, but we're going to do it our way, right? Know the Lord for yourself. Know his word for yourself. It's too treacherous a time to trust what people say without confirming it yourself in the word of God. And, and Paul tells them, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Listen, when the pastor's not there, when the preacher's not there, the Lord is there, Right? And the Lord is not only watching in this new covenant dynamic. We're a new creation. We're born again. He's in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. Hallelujah. And Paul tells them, not just when I'm watching, but always that God is watching and he's in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And that should, that should provoke a fear of the Lord in us. Look at Proverbs 1.7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Listen, this is a dangerous day to walk in foolishness. We desperately need to walk with wisdom. In Hebrews 12, 28, we see, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Folks, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I've heard people say, well, we shouldn't have the kind of fear of the Lord that would make us tremble. Well, that's, that's exactly the opposite of what the Bible says. 
The Bible says in Psalm 211, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Yes, we rejoice. Yes, we're happy in Jesus. Yes, we have the joy of the Lord. But at the same time, that this, this amazingly awesome, overwhelmingly different than anything else in creation, holy, pure, perfect, powerful, beyond understanding God is in us and is watching us. Now, this is a generation of Christ followers who are biblically illiterate and don't know God. And, and oftentimes they have, they've created a Jesus of their own imagination that suits their sins. And folks, that's idolatry. That's idolatry. Now, again, if you have an idea of his holiness, his awesomeness, his immeasurable power, to not fear him is foolishness. And, and what is the opposite of wisdom? Foolishness. Philippians 2, 12 and 13, again, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, as, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation in fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Folks, verse 13 there, this is the ultimate expression of your kingdom come, your will be done on earth in my heart, mind, and life as it is in heaven. This should produce a fear in us that makes us tremble, to tremble before the Lord. It's authentic worship. John 4, 22 and onward, Messiah Jesus is speaking. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. I, I need to say this, and I say it with great love and, and, and a desire for you to be blessed. A lack of the fear of the Lord is a symptom of an unhealthy disciple of Messiah Jesus. I'll say it again. A lack of the fear of the Lord, which is more common than not today in church, in Christianity, in the Messianic world, a lack of the fear of the Lord is a symptom of an unhealthy disciple of Messiah Yeshua. And we need to be healthy to watch, therefore, and to be ready for him to come for us in the rapture and, and the time leading up to that, so that when we stand before him, we hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. To know him is not only to love him, but to know him is to have a healthy, reverential awe, a fear of God that even keeps me from walking in ways that are displeasing to him, which by the way, the wages of sin is death. So to have a fear of the Lord is very healthy for me and those who I'm in relationship with. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to be back in just a moment. Remember, we're watching and we're getting ready for a Savior to come for us. I'm so thankful for how the Lord is blessing our Watch Therefore television program and our ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations. You see, the Watch Therefore message presents the urgency to the lost, receive Messiah Jesus as Lord and Savior now. 
It stirs the lukewarm out of lukewarmness and also helps make faithful servant disciples of Messiah Jesus. With our ministry Blessing Israeli Believers and ministry partner John McTurnan and myself who co-founded it, we're partnering with Israeli believers in Messiah Yeshua who are getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and much more. And then our To the Nations ministry, Poured Out for the Nations. I've been ministering in 10 African countries for over 10 years in America and going into India. Oh, listen, there's so much that we're doing. You can sign up for our monthly newsletter, which I'll share about with you in just a moment. For anyone who's watching that would like deeper faith, stronger faith, and authentic encounters and experiences with the Holy Spirit of the living God to help you abide in Messiah Jesus, know our Father in heaven in even deeper ways, we have something very special we're presenting. It's the Watch Therefore Israel tour in October and then early November. It's about a 10-day tour in 2019. It's gonna be so special. What we're doing is putting information up on the screen now so you can find out more. Don't miss our Watch Therefore Israel tour. It is gonna be so exciting, so amazing. You don't wanna miss it. And it will help you watch Therefore and be ready. I am thankful that the Watch Therefore television program is expanding. And with that expansion also comes an expansion of airtime expenses and production costs. But our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise faithful partners from our viewing audience who want to come alongside with us and lay up their treasures in heaven. Now, first may I say, if you haven't received Jesus as your savior and Lord, please don't send any, any money into this program. It's our desire that you would receive him as Lord even today and enjoy the program, be our guests. But for those who have been born again and want to lay up their treasures in heaven, we say, come on, let's bear fruit that will remain forever together which, with the Watch Therefore message. Now, for those of you who are already partnering, I wanna say a big thank you. I thank the Lord for you. We pray for you and trust that he's blessing you. Sign up for our monthly newsletters with the information that's there on the screen and we'll send you our Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's monthly updates so you can pray and help us in our work unless we really trust the words of our Messiah Jesus. It's almost impossible to imagine the kind of generation we live in with the birth pangs, the fig tree putting forth leaves and the days of Noah all taking place at the same time. Like I said, it's just hard to imagine how difficult it's going to get in this generation. You may think, well, it's already difficult. Well, it's gonna get worse fast, but the same kind of grace that was available to Noah is available to us today. And what I do with my book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready, is I teach on how you can be the faithful servant of Messiah Jesus and be very successful regarding eternal kingdom success in this generation. Many are gonna be caught off guard, but it doesn't have to be you. So for a donation of any amount, we'll send you our book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready, to help you watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. We're preparing for the rapture. We're preparing for the coming of the Lord for us and to live very successfully in this very challenging generation by looking at the book of Philippians. We're in chapter two. The last thing we saw was the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. We're in Philippians beginning in Chapter 2, verse 14. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault 
in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Do we too easily forget that the Bible teaches that complaining is deadly? What? That sounds so strange. Well, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10. As the Lord is warning the believers in Messiah Jesus in the church in Corinth, and he's using as an object lesson the children of Israel who were grumbling and complaining against the Lord as they were in the wilderness. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, let's look, starting at verse 5. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted, and do not become idolaters as were some of them, as it is written that people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did, and in one day 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents, nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, all these things happened to them as examples as they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Think of it this way. Lusting after evil things, idolatry, sexual immorality, and tempting Christ and complaining are in the same list of things that destroy us. Whoa. Complaining and arguing short circuits our ability to become harmless and blameless, and that's Satan's work against us, that we wouldn't be seen as harmless and blameless in a crooked and perverse generation, but that we would be seen as just like everybody else. Doing all things without complaining and arguing facilitates us becoming blameless and harmless in the sight of others. And, of course, before the Lord. This is the Lord's strategic threat to the kingdom of darkness, making us before him and before man as those who are harmless and blameless and without fault. This makes us shine as bright lights in this extremely and increasingly dark world. This makes me think of Daniel, and people were trying to entrap him, and they, they were looking into his life and scrutinizing him, and they couldn't find anything he was doing that was illegal until they cooked up a plan to make it illegal for him to pray and serve the Lord. That's the only thing they could find against him. Yeah? One of the themes of the book of Philippians is rejoicing through adversity, and the opposite of rejoicing is what? complaining. Philippians 2.16, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. This is an expression of, of knowing and obeying the word of our Lord as this passage began, the beginning of our show. I can't tell you how many professing believers of Messiah Jesus and even leaders who have deprioritized or even perverted the Word of God. Again, we need to beware that we're not poisoned by our biblically illiterate Christian age. John 12, 48, He who rejects me and does not receive my words 
has that which judges him. The word that I've spoken will judge him in the last day. Folks, we need to know the word and hold on to it. Listen to what Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Paul, a true disciple of Messiah Jesus, makes disciples who hold fast to the Bible. Then Paul and everyone else who makes authentic disciples down through the ages, including us, will rejoice when we're before the Lord that we haven't run our race in vain and, and that we have been authentic disciples of our Lord Jesus and that we've been fruitful. Folks, the number, the percentage of people that are really doing this in the body of Messiah is shrinking May it not happen to us. May we be authentic disciples before the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I prayed over my teaching today. Uh, may there be something of anointing that helps you hold fast to the word of the living God. That when we're together around the throne of the Lord after the rapture, I'll rejoice and we'll rejoice together that we haven't run our race in vain. Philippians 2, 17 and 18. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. Paul thinks of himself as a drink offering, like the kind they offered in the temple of the Lord. And, and he thinks of, of himself as this kind of sacrifice for the faith of those in Philippi and others. He thinks of his life as being spilled out as a sacrifice. Oh, hallelujah. And, and, and Paul tells him, don't be sorrowful over, over me, Paul's saying. He was locked up. He was in jail writing to them. And he says, don't be sorrowful over me, but rejoice, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, one of the themes of Philippians is rejoicing through adversity. We've got to get a hold of this, folks. And with regard to him being poured out, you may have seen in the break, part of our ministry reflects this passage. We have our ministries uh, watch, therefore, watching for the coming of the Lord, blessing Israeli believers to the Jew first, and then to the nations, our ministry poured out for the nations. And we look at ourselves like Paul. He's our example here. We want to be poured out like a sacrifice, a drink offering for the faith of others all over the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, uh, Philippians 2.19, we continue, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely uh, care for your state, for all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus, but you know his proven character, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. Therefore, I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall come shortly. Paul, Paul trusts the Lord that he will help him send Timothy to Philippi. And, and, and Paul's going to be encouraged to know the state of the Philippians, especially 
after Timothy is there ministering because he knows Timothy's not in it for himself. Timothy's been an authentic disciple under Paul, and he will go and minister life to those Philippians, putting them first before himself. Timothy's one who really, he's of proven character. He, he denies himself to take up his cross and follow our Lord Jesus. And, and it's been said that we should be a, a Paul and a Timothy. We should uh, be someone's Paul and somebody's Timothy. We should be discipling someone and we should be under someone being discipled. We should be making disciples while we're being discipled. And here's where we're going to finish. Philippians 2.25, Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need, since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly that when you see him again, you may rejoice and may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such men in esteem, because for the work of Christ he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service towards me. Here's where I want to close the program today. There's three primary ways to participate in gospel and discipleship outreach, praying, giving, and going. And in Philippi, they were doing all three. Epaphroditus is an example of giving and going. They sent him out to help Paul, and he helped him financially, and he got sick, but the Lord did raise him up, and he was able to come back to the Philippians with an exciting report. Praying, giving, and going. We can even partner that way with Watch Therefore, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the nations. Listen, the show's about over. If you haven't received Jesus as Lord, if you're not sure you're going to go up in the rapture, you're going to heaven, not hell. We've all sinned against God, but he loves us and sent Jesus the Lord to die on the cross for our sins. He was buried on the third day. Hallelujah. He rose again. Today, repent of your sins. Turn away from your old life. Say, Jesus, save me. I want to follow you. He'll put his spirit in you. He'll give you a new life. You'll be born again. Cry out to him today. Do that now. Then contact us with the contact information at the bottom of your screen. We'll send you some free literature, how to, believe, how to begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming any moment for us. I want to encourage everybody watching today to not only be a hearer, but also a doer of the word of God that you heard today. Also, I want to encourage everyone to go to our website at watchtherefore.tv. There you'll find other Watch Therefore programs archived and other Watch Therefore information that will be helpful to you. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, 
are watching for King Jesus to return. Watch therefore and be ready. Lord will go forth to take back and restore.